This is the Rebel Scum Podcast. Available in video on YouTube and audio wherever you listen to your podcasts. Every week, Brock and James talk the latest rumors, news, and theories from a galaxy far, far away. Support us on Patreon for exclusive offers and join the Star Wars discussion. Patreon.com slash Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brock and James. You're always gone. Rebel Scum. Boom. We're live. Shaka. Oh. There he is. Um, hello and welcome to the Rebel Scum Podcast. I am Brock. This is my co this is my this is my co-host at Pezafina. Two thirty. It's yeah. actually one twenty. Uh, it's episode, episode two thirty. Rebel Scum podcast. We bring you the Star Wars things that we like to talk about because we like Star Wars. James, how are you today? I'm okay. Just looking up to see if anything Star Wars is dropping. Uh, Disney Plus Day tomorrow, Brock. Disney Plus Day tomorrow. Yeah, you you messaged me that. And I was like, I thought it was tomorrow because it part of like. The big thing uh, for the December 12th Disney Plus Day, if that, is that actually what they're calling it or is it? Yep, Disney Plus Day. Hashtag Disney Plus Day for all of you so, that want to use the hashtag. Shang-Chi. Yep. I still haven't watched it so I don't know how to pronounce properly. Sorry. Um, comes out. Jungle Cruise comes out. The new Home Alone. Home Alone. Alone in the home, woods. Home sweet Home Alone. Home home on the range alone uh it comes out as well which is very exciting hi heidi how are you executive producer heidi blowing up the chat um stan solo as always we're glad you're here um so those I'm three like things I'm distracting you that's what i'm my favorite the, time is out and my favorite thing is we're distracting you so well the three the three um those are like, in my opinion, the three big things that are coming out tomorrow. But what we're excited about is uh, there's a Star Wars preview presentation PowerPoint. I don't know what are they call it. Probably a PowerPoint. My guess is it's on slide, like paper slides. Oh, perfect, perfect, perfect. That's there's also a Marvel one, but that's uh, very exciting because there's a lot of question marks going on of what is going to be. Um, Obviously, there might be mention of Book of Boba Fett, but we've already gotten a trailer. I don't think we need any more. I think that trailer sold enough, but any info is good. And we're hoping to hear about Andor, about Obi-Wan, maybe The Mandalorian. I don't know. Or just anything in general. Um, yeah, I'm excited. What are you excited for, James, for Disney Plus Day? I, I'm... All of the above, like you said, like in terms of, of Star Wars, what I'm excited for for Star Wars is clearly yeah. we're going to probably get a little bit more Book of Boba Fett. It's, I, you know, that the Andor stuff is, is, you know, we heard fourth quarter now that it's going to be released. So I, yeah, uh, I'm kind of now I'm like, oh, let's see what this Andor show is because we know nothing. It's like a spy espionage thriller yeah. show. We don't really know much about it. So I'm excited for that. Um, I'm, I said this to Andrew earlier in the week. I'm kind of hoping we get. Not like any footage or anything, mm. but like a behind the scenes interview where Hayden Christensen talks about 
uh, coming back to Star Wars yep. and maybe uh, maybe a more official, official announcement of his return in the Ahsoka show as well. Yep. And I'm kind of like that, maybe something a little bit about the Ahsoka show too. Not obviously they haven't shot anything, so not that, but you know, yeah. something to, to those, to those lines is what I, I am uh, highly, highly anticipating. Have we talked about that yet? That, uh, and um, Hayden Christensen is officially part of the cast for the Ahsoka show. I don't feel like we did at all. I don't, did we talk about it on the show? I know we have. I think. Really we, I think. I think we have. Anyway, he's back. Do you want to talk yeah, about it now? I'm. I'm good to talk. Sure. About it like more. it's excited because uh, it's exciting because like what exactly will he be? Will like Tane Christensen? So you're gonna see his face at some point. I've heard talk that like we could see Force Ghosts, uh, Anakin, which would. Not be terrible because he was dropped into Return of the Jedi with the re 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 edit final copy final copy final copy from George Lucas final <laughs> final final. Um, I think that would be fun because it kind of gives a little bit more importance to the re edit of the end of Return of the Jedi. I know a lot of people are gonna be like, "Oh, it's sacrilege," but like I'm all for it. But or do you think it's gonna be mostly? him in flashbacks of Clone Wars or perhaps Darth Vader. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking the Ahsoka show will be mostly flashbacks. I, I, I'd be in on that. Like just, yeah, but also uh, now you say it, I think more about him being a force ghost. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, I, I didn't think it, I would went immediately to Vader. And then I thought about it for a while. I was like, oh, maybe flashbacks of Clone Wars stuff, which would be sick, especially if they went cartoon specific apparel. And uh, maybe there's a younger version of Ahsoka where it's voiced by Ashley Ecclestein, which would be sick. And then also like clones that are specific to the show. Like we see fives, we see Echo, you know, that'd be awesome. And you've got Heidi. the actor to play them all. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Heidi's saying she hopes that Ahsoka meets Luke Skywalker. By, but upon seeing him, thinks he's Anakin. Now, I like that. Like, oh. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm yeah. down, I am, I'm down with that. I mean, you, you know, I know, I think I've said I'm done with Luke. No, I said I'm done with Yoda. I don't know. I'm done with them all. But, I, you, you know, you bring Luke back in the Mandalorian, it, you open the door to something like this. So, yeah, do it. I mean, Luke exists in the world and the Ahsoka world, too. We've seen, we've seen, you know, this connection now with, with baby Yoda Grogu connects the two of them. I'm not saying that's for the show, but, you know, they coexist uh, officially, officially now. And uh, do it, Lucasfilm. Yeah. I like. I think it wouldn't be terrible if uh, it was CG Luke. I don't know. What do you no, think? Like, I mean, it it has to be CG Luke. Sebastian Stan is off the table. <laughs> off the table, no longer on the table. I don't know if he was ever on the table, but now he's complete. Because you've already done that. Like, I don't know. I guess if he's going to be a major character, which I would not think would be the case, then you can't do that. But if if Luke were to ever show up again, it's going to be exactly how he was, I think, at the end of Mandalorian season two. So I don't think we're going to get much more than than that. Yeah, I mean, oh, 
man, it's limited. And like, here's the thing: it's like that all is exciting theories and ideas, but the Ahsoka show, as we know it, is going to wrap around General Thrawn and possibly Ezra. Like, the fact that we're even considering Anakin in here at all is like, wow, that's awesome. But it makes sense because it's like that's a big part of Ahsoka's like storyline. We need to see. Yeah, <laughs> Stan Solo saying young, young Greedo spinoff. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, there's a there's a, there's a bunch of uh, there's a bunch of things uh, in or well not a bunch. There's one story in the Hollow News today that refers to like that world of bounty hunters and scoundrels. So like they're already in the mix. I I question if young Greedo has yet to appear in. Uh, a comic because a lot Marvel's doing a lot of good work with those stories. Um, what were we originally talking about? Um, Heidi says theory that Ahsoka and Mara Jade will eventually merge into one character. Hmm. I haven't heard that theory. That was the first time I heard that theory. It's not. It's not an awful theory, but I don't. I my. my argument well i mean Mara jade starts off one way so i mean already right there it's a different mm. i don't know you there, you already have two of those characters why would you merge them like ahsoka is already kind of established as ahsoka um and and Mara jade you know she doesn't exist in canon but she exists so i i you know maybe in in maybe in part that could be the case but I don't know. I think there's always going to be room for for uh, <laughs> Heidi wants to clarify that it's not her theory. That's true. <laughs> I think there's always going to be room for for Mary Jade out there, and I don't think turning her into Ahsoka or turning Ahsoka into her <laughs> is is the answer. Uh, the McClunky, my dad says uh, points. Uh, so points to Heidi on that. Nice. Is that yeah, Heidi said that? Yeah. Um, though now that I think about it, like. I am all for like let let uh, Filoni do what he wants to do, but if we're gonna do Ahsoka with Thrawn in it, and him and Ezra went with the space whales into like hyperspace, whatever, we could encounter a multi-dimensional thing where they come back, and it turns out they went to a different dimension of the Star Wars galaxy, where there's it's the Expanding universe, and that's how you pull those characters out. They bring Mara Jade back with them, so it's like all the expanding universe stuff exists, but now apparently it's separate of what we had. I, 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 I mean, with the way things Marvel are doing, it's like it seems to be working. Let's keep doing it till everyone hates this. Um, I don't. That wouldn't be terrible, and. If you can spin it in a way that like people then want to reread the expanded universe stuff, that might be genius. I don't know. Does Disney make money if they sell new copies of the old stuff, or is it all under like? Oh, I'm sure they. I'm sure they own everything. It's Disney. They, you know, they they probably don't even know that they own it and they own it. You know how they they have. I I don't know. I uh, the multiverse is cool for like Spider Man. Yeah, and uh, and and um, and DC movies, but I just Star Wars is like let's keep it linear. I, I, for yeah. me, I know I know the world between worlds opened up a lot of 
possibilities and a lot of people love it and they want to talk about it but i'm i i saw that episode and i was over it <laughs> like it like, was fun but i was yeah. kind of like let's not uh you know let's not dwell on this too much i'm for stuff like the world between worlds if it's a vehicle to get us to something or it like it expands on why things like it gives you a reason right like like the world between worlds i feel like if palpatine got a hold of that like that is kind of like you could use that to explain why he becomes who he does or how he's able to like oh yeah that'll work like a, like somehow he's able to tell his young self or whatever or it turns out like a palpatine has been going through the world between worlds and changing things so that's why it's so so successful because it's like it's all coincidence. I don't know. I don't think do do we need that answered? And do we need to continue to talk about Palpatine? I don't think so. But on the same note, uh, I was reading when I was uh, cutting pasting for Hollow News that uh, uh, the secrets of the Sith are going to. I I don't know if this is a, an old story. I know there's a lot of explanation of like. I think I reported that like Snoke will get explained. But apparently, it's also going to go into like explaining the Sith troopers and it's like how they were brainwashed and how they were on Exegol and all that jazz. So that's pretty wild that even now it's like we're still getting explanations on it. It's only a book, but like you know, what I mean, so that you know, I brought this up before that my problem with explaining that stuff in books is just, mm. yeah. I it just I just if, if I hate to say it, but it feels lesser and like you know because well we're going to explain it's like they did like the rise of kylo ren comic and then they did the mm -hmm. lego thing it's like well, would you rather have that in a show and mm -hmm. have like you know see it that way and i love books and stuff don't get me wrong but just when you use a book to explain something mm -hmm. like that it just feels misplaced to me i mean it's fine it just feels misplaced that you're like we're going to explain it in this novel well no one's going to read that novel like you know the, you know a couple thousand star wars fans are going to read it. it's going to be great but it's not going to be mainstream it's not it, it's it's like it, how do i say it? it's like they created their own puzzle piece you know it's like you had a puzzle <laughs> you're missing a piece and then you gotta grab the piece the bristol board and you cut out a piece and just put it in there that's what it feels like when they start explaining these things in books there are other opportunities to explain Heidi Heidi has one more thing to say about Mary Jade and that's that uh, George Lucas she heard that George Lucas hated <laughs> Mary Jade I think I heard that as well did you before we move on from Mary Jade sorry did, did you like Mary Jade Buck are you a, an MJ fan yeah, I thought she was interesting. I didn't go deep into all the stories. I know I read Heir to the Empire a few times. And like I think I was more like once I understood who the character was, I was more into just reading about where the stories were going than actually reading the stories. So it's like yeah. it really does go down quite a rabbit hole. Um, but it's like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I was very indifferent towards mm. a lot of things, a lot of characters that are brought up. Um, in all of that. And yes, Heidi's sister Scratch, you shouldn't have to read a book to understand a movie. Yeah. But I think, you know, Marvel, I think they, they do a great job now with like the you know, in, in the um endgame when Loki steals the the Rubik's Cube and vanishes, 
I haven't seen the Loki show, but it's that's what it's about, right? Like after that, it's like they did a good job of taking these moments and then saying, mm-hmm. okay, well now we'll flesh it out there. And we were talking about that moment in Rise of Skywalker with Lando and yeah. Jana, how you know they mentioned why did why is it even mentioned? Why is it mentioned? You know, there's little things that's like you can give us so much, and it's cool that we're getting Obi Wan, we're getting Andor. I'm not arguing those at all, but but you raise questions and, and the Mandalorian leading into Snoke, which is leading into Palpatine, which is leading into possibly Ray, which leads into all that. That is exciting stuff. And that's really what they should be providing on the streaming service a little bit more is, is it should be the glue and it shouldn't be a book or a comic. It should be the TV shows that we're spending these big bucks on. Yeah. And, uh, and that's how it should be with the actors that have portrayed those roles. That's those are the voices of those characters, like it or not, I think. And um, that's who we should be getting from in that form. Books. Are, look, books are great. There's some books that I love that I'm glad are not movies because they work better as books. But when you're explaining when, I don't know when you, when you're continuing a movie, Continue it in the same type of medium. Don't change it up on me. Yeah. Um, it's we're going back to what you were saying about like Knights of Ren. Um, it's like, well, why would you put that in this, a book or a comic or you know, kids' things? Like, like Star Wars Visions, there's nothing wrong with it, it doesn't need to change, but like that type of show is perfect. You could. You could just make a Star Wars show that's an hour-long episodes, and it's like anthologies. It's like a Black Mirror where it's a one-and-done. Like it, or if you want to use a current uh, comparison, what if? Um, and just have like one-hour stories that are in the... So you can explain the lore of that. That'd be awesome. Um, speaking of Star Wars Visions, uh, I think three or four of the episodes have been nominated for Best Animation in uh, the Academy Awards, I think. I think you sent me that. Something like I that. saw something. Was it the Oscar? Yeah, I saw something was nominated first. Yeah. One of the visions at least was nominated. I saw well, that's, that. That's really cool. Um, oh, no, not nominated. Sorry, they, they submitted it for a nomination. They oh, right. I couldn't. I was like, is it time for that? Is it time to know? No, it's that? too early. But they've. It, yeah. it'll be in consideration. So they're pushing it to get a nomination. That's what, uh, that's what they're going at. Yeah, smart move. I, I guess it could possibly then go up against like a what if as well. I don't know, but that's not really that's considered a TV show, right? So maybe I don't know. But yeah, it'll be interesting. So they'll start winning. I mean, there's been a few situations where they'll win an award that's like, oh, not for a movie specifically, like Mandalorian yeah. and stuff like that. So like, it's a, I mean, that's kudos. I, I hope at least one or two get in there because they're well done stories. Short, yeah, I haven't seen them. I'm going to be watching them. I'm going to be watching them next week. That is mm-hmm. my plan next week, and we can talk about mm-hmm. it then. Because I I watched the first thirty seconds of the first one. It was real. I got pulled away. I think I mentioned this. One. I got pulled away, and I haven't gone back to it because you need time. You need to pay attention, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Let's move on though to um, this big news. Have you seen Eternals yet, Brock? No, I have not. Have I you have seen not. Dune? No, not yet. I hope to go see it tomorrow. Well, because you said you were going to go see Dune in the theater, so I'm really, really yeah. That's uh, hopefully I'm tomorrow weird. in the theater. <laughs> I learned something else about Dune that there's more than one Dune book. That's oh, there's I'm several. Learning about <laughs> yeah, I'm learning about Dune as it goes along. Um, anyway, so yeah, I mean, so so I don't, I haven't seen Eternals either. I know um, a bunch of people who have seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, have you spoke? Like, do you know anybody who's seen it? 
because I'm finding uh, no. it to be very. Uh, it's kind of like if people. It's kind of like the Last Jedi, but people don't hate it as much. <laughs> like they, the yeah. people who don't like it aren't like obsessive over not liking it. It's kind of like that. Like I feel like it's very mixed down the middle, and I've heard a lot of people you know, speaking of it. But I guess Kevin Feige is happy with it because the rumor mill is uh, is yeah. churning. Have you heard? Yeah. So apparently, is it Chloe Zhao? Is that how you say her name? Is that the yes. right name? Did I miss it? Yeah. Okay. Apparently, that's who he wants to direct his Star Wars movie, which I need to say a few things. One, I don't believe it's happening. Two. <laughs> To, I don't understand what Kevin Feige's Star Wars movie. I don't even know what that means. You know what I mean? Like, is it yeah. like he had an idea and he pitched an idea, <laughs> so now he'll be a producer? Or yeah. I don't. I still don't understand what that means at all. But anyway, this is this is what's going on. Are you are you happy if this turns out? I, I honestly don't care. It's like it's a matter <laughs> of like I want Star Wars content, so. You make it, I make it, my dog Gatsby makes it. I, I don't care, just make it. Um, I think, I mean, James, I think you're just being a little facetious. It's going to happen just, at, and it's going to come out the exact same time as the, as the, uh, as the Rogue Squadron's going to come out. <laughs> it's totally going to happen. What's that woman's name? Patty Jenkins. Patty Jenkins is going to come out. It's totally... Oh, wait. It's not happening. I was like... When I saw that, I'm like, wow, James was right. <laughs> so, I mean, I, you can say as much as you want until we see a trailer. I don't believe it. So, great. <laughs> but we, like, look at the announcement. Uh, what was it last year? Was it D23 when they made all those? Or was it just a stockholder stock, meeting? Yeah, it was a stockholder, yeah. When they were announced, announced or just like they showed logos for all the things that are coming up. And in between then and now, we aren't... The the, the Patty Jenkins Rogue Squadron is on hold and Rangers of the, old, or Rangers of the New Republic is now erased. Like, it's just... It's great to see things and like, ooh, you did fantastic on this design for a logo. But like, until we see a trailer, until we see an, a release date, we can't expect it to happen. I mean, it would be great, 100%. but like, we gotta just but they gotta get the content out there. Like, it's if if you need time to make this good project, then let's like take the time. But like, I said earlier this week with Fantasia, the one thing that we're getting that they announced a hundred percent other than visions is 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 something that they didn't announce and that's book of boba fett they announced all that stuff and the one that we're yeah. getting is it's book first. of boba fett it's like okay great <laughs> i'm with you like the lando show i have I, I, my faith in that show is like i don't even know i'm just like that. is that even like have you heard no one has heard anything about this show Nothing. in a year Nothing. like it's been like we're doing a lando show oh yeah and then it's you know they no one even like I think it was someone was like right before Kathleen Kennedy went on that stage, like just say we're doing Lando, so we're doing Lando, <laughs> and that's like they had no other. That's how I feel. And the Patty Jenkins thing was great, but all it was was a video of her putting on a helmet on like roller skates or something, and it was like okay, great, but but where's the there? There's no meat to anything, you know. If she was like, guess what movie we're making? Here's the script, and my lead actor is X, and I would have been like, okay, well we're getting that, I guess, you know. 
I remember, but this is how, this is how it's kind of been run since Lucas George Lucas stopped making them because when they first I remember when they first when Disney first bought it, it was like oh they're going to do seven eight and nine it was all exciting right like seven eight nine Disney has crushed it with Marvel that was the whole that was my feeling on it and they're like we're going to do seven eight and nine you're like awesome and and they've hired uh, Michael Arndt to write the script for episode seven and my first thought was well who's directing it because you've hired someone to write a script for a director that's going to come in and say that they don't like the script and what happened exactly that they got jj abrams who came in he's like this is the script and now they had to write and they had they had to write it from scratch the one this is this is the force awakens behind i haven't seen this in a while but and they wrote the script in like what like a month lauren he got lawrence kazan and they wrote the script in like a week and a half or whatever it was really quickly and they had to turn around that's just seems to be like the mo of it is is like the cart before the horse, the cart before the horse. And the one that wasn't the cart before the horse was the Mandalorian. And that's the one that seems to, to have the, the, I don't know how to, I'm trying to word this, but if you look at the things that are following the Mandalorian, they all seem to be the same where they're like putting the, the thought and the care before they get into it. Whereas yeah. it seems a lot of like the other, the theatrical stuff is more like, no, 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 Lando's coming, you know. It's like, oh, uh, <laughs> like where's this droid, the droid depot show or whatever, where they're all. Oh like, yeah. But like, I don't even know what that is. Is it? I don't even know. So that's. I understand. Solo, bringing up my favorite is uh, the Ryan Johnson trilogy. Four years ago, yeah. um, a couple like right around now, they announced the Ryan Johnson trilogy, which we're all eagerly anticipate. I mean, he's moving. He's doing. It was actually the Lives Out trilogy. He lied to everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you know but well like you make a point star wars is like sitting too much on like taking it easy like i i don't think anything has not been like a financial success to for them in a sense like i don't know really how you monetize what's on disney plus but like the star wars movie still made billions of dollars not as one or yeah. two wasn't as high but like they made billions of dollars so it's like Solo um, was a disappointment, and I think Rise of Skywalker. They were hoping for clo- oh, two, yeah. I think they were hoping to hit that two billion dollar mark again. And yeah, I think that's why they brought JJ back. This is like talking about the whole Disney Plus issue with Black Widow, and it's just like people who are worrying about billions or millions or whatever. And it's just like I understand like it costs so much to make something, and then but it's like at the end of the day, it's like it's so immaterially like you're still making billions of dollars absolutely absolutely i get i mean solo's the only one where they probably lost I, they might have lost money on solo who knows what happened i mean that thing was a disaster um yeah. and that was that was a really telling moment in star wars where they i don't know it almost like they should have just had maybe they didn't want to have the bat but they should have had cast and just direct that right off the bat maybe mm-hmm. Um, cause they got Lauren and Miller and Lauren Miller. I don't, I mean, they don't really have a directing style visually, but I think, you know, when you look at the jump streets and what you, you got, you know, they have an MO for sure. Maybe not a style, but an MO mm-hmm. and you know what you're getting. And I think, I guess it didn't work. I don't know. We'll never, we'll never yeah, see that. We'll stuff. Never know. Um, because if it if it was working and it looked better than what we got, then they'll ne- you know that's even worse than. So we'll never know. But I mean, you know, they took a chance there and they didn't they didn't hit. And um, 
I still I think even now though, like with the Eternals getting this really weird mixed reviews from the Eternals, like critics was a 50 something percent. There's still half the people, like it's still half your audience still like a movie. That's pretty good. But like, you know, it's 50 whatever percent. I think it's a little bit more positive for the um audience score, but that's still like reflects on the director who they're bringing in for star wars you know in this yeah. one and she did natural lighting on no man land and then brought that into the eternals which i'm all for you know me i'm like cinematography bring it on. i'm so sick of seeing three-point lighting on these freaking movies You're like everyone's so perfectly lit it's like stop <laughs> that. like there should be shadows it's dark um yeah i Heidi's upset that the Force Ghost scene was cut from the Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> I, how does that work exactly? Because it's like, I guess if you own a copy, but like, is it, it it's cut from like the Disney Plus version, correct? Wait, what is? From Rise I thought she meant like, oh, and Heidi, you gotta clarify what you're talking. I thought she meant like when they talked to her at the end that it should have been. I don't know, but for, I, I I think it's weird that. That they were voices in the Rise of Skywalker, not like I don't know, like uh, whatever, whatever. I don't feel like I don't feel like getting into that. <laughs> I watched Rise of Skywalker on the on the weekend, not mm-hmm. all of it, but it was on television. It was on the TV screen. Mm-hmm. I was at my parents, and my dad put it on, and uh, he he put it on, and he didn't need to keep it on, but he got into it, I guess, and he just kind of left it on. He goes, "Oh, I was." He went to commercial, and then he snapped out of it. He goes, "Oh, I didn't even mean to watch that. I just got <laughs> lost." In it. I was like, "I'm fine with it. It's better than whatever else is on tonight." Because uh, I love it. You want to go to the odds? Let's do it. Never tell me the odds. Brought to you by our Patreons, two of which are, I believe, here, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kudos. Uh, Wait for it. Wait for it. Successfully navigating an asteroid field is approximately 3,720 to 1. Never tell me the odds. <laughs> We're on. Never We're tell learning. me the odds. We're going to get there eventually. Never tell me the odds. Uh, brought to you by Patreon, <laughs> Rebel Scum, uh, Patreon.com slash Rebel Scum Podcast. If you like, they're gonna what we get do, us now because usually we're on a full screen, and now they're gonna see that we have to read their names off of a list. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've been had. Uh, uh, why do you derail everything I'm doing? Uh, brought to you by our wonderful patrons. If you like what we do and would like to support us, head on down to patreon.com slash podcast and give us our support. We greatly appreciate it just as much as we appreciate the following people. Heidi Fetter, executive producer. Barry Brophy, Dennis Allen, Randy Kenobi, Mary Kristen Aton, Jeff Wilson, Phil Stanforth, Scott D., Josh Price, Matt W., Rez, Frank Perkins, Neil Lowry, D. Raven, Spencer, Cosmic Girl, Zero Two, Gleek Play One, Disney, Desi, Charlotte, Kayla Davis, Aaron Quinton, Dana Nerds, and the girls with sabers. Boom. Saberific. Say. Thank saber. you to all. Heidi has a, has a retort to what she was saying. It was supposed to be a visual force ghost, not just audio. And I can't help but... Uh, Say yeah, that would been sweet. Uh, it was that was a huge misstep, but whatever. Yeah, it was all supposed to be directed. It was by like Colin they were Navarro. trying to go for something, but they wouldn't. It was almost like they wouldn't uh, fully commit. 
to what they wanted to do. Yeah. They're like, uh, uh. um, Uh, never tell me that. The first uh, Old Republic yeah. uh, movie will be the next Star Wars film we get. There's a lot of rumors going around that this is a thing, and I know a lot of people don't believe the rumors and the joke because there is a rumor about this. I think every other day, but anyway, the rumor is that there's a there's a rumor that there is a Star Wars movie being shot in secret right now, which is crazy to think. But yeah. they did that Boba Fett thing in secret, so you never know. But is the next film in the Star Wars franchise that we go to see in the theater going to be the Old Republic? Now, 0% because they are still seem to be backing this High Republic. So it's like, it would be too confusing to have Old Republic and High Republic. And if anything, all this talk of Old Republic is why we're getting the 4K remasters. I just read, I believe it's coming out on Switch. I'm like, thank goodness I don't have to buy a PS5 because they're impossible to get. So, boom. I'm excited. Uh, but no, I don't, it just, it doesn't make sense. What do you think, James? I think... See, I think it does make sense. Um, I, I think... here's There's a few. So yeah, the High Republic could be confusing, but I also think you're looking at two very different audiences. One is a diehard Star Wars fan who are reading the High Republic and, and casual fans who are not reading the High Republic and don't know anything about the High Republic. And so when you say Old Republic, I don't think they're going to get confused because they're not even going to consider the other one. I think the one good thing about the Old Republic being a movie right now is, is I keep, I, I'm trying to figure out what is big enough, a big enough event to bring us back to the theater to watch Star Wars after The Mandalorian, after Obi-Wan Kenobi, after Andor, after Ahsoka, after Book of Boba Fett. What is going to separate the film's from these shows it's got to be something big that's going to pull us in and old republic it, it, it's kind of lazy in a way but it's 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 got a base already you kind of already have a big event which mm. could which you know and then you can have eras old republic high republic next republic that republic this republic everything so you kind of have that you have that built in i mean i guess the acolyte is the x factor on it i was like if that really creates this high republic thing maybe the high republic is the is the movie that they're making right now maybe making a high republic movie not an yeah. old republic movie and it's misinformation yeah. um but i think for that reason that to me is the one thing that really which is why i would give it a high rating but i'm gonna go full brock on it because i also don't think you know why i don't know we keep going back right like the prequels were back and clone wars by Mandalorian is going back like maybe we i personally would like to go forward i would like to see what happens after ray you know does, what is it what does she do but she has the yellow lightsaber and she's like i'm a skywalker yeah and you know i'd like to see i'd like to see beyond that so yeah. i'm gonna go full full brock on it though yeah what's the next on yeah yeah uh this is from executive producer heidi heidi says well tomorrow morrison play rex in well i can't write in live action well tomorrow morrison play rex in live action will we see a live action rex yeah i think so i like that's one of the things i was saying about with ahsoka um i think it's maybe like a 40 percent, but like it'd be kind of Silly not to, since like you have him, <laughs> like just like hey, come on down, record your voice, and we'll CG either act it out himself or he just CG a young ver- face of him on Clone Wars, like uh, so. 
So 40% for me. I go 70%. Put him in there as Rex. And that's all I have to say about that. Nice. Like Rex has been like the bread and butter of Mm -hmm. the animated Star Wars now for so many years. It'd be be fun for us. Maybe not fun for anybody else, but it'd be fun for us. So 70%. Uh, Final odd, Commander Cody will have an important role in the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Will Commander Cody have an important role in the show? Speaking of Tomorrow Morrison, is he back? (laughs) Oh, wait. Stan Solo coming in hot. 0%. Episode 10 will be the next cinema release. Wow. Wow. Well, I thought they were doing away with the episode numbers. Haha. <laughs> I look <laughs> this is what by. he says, so he's a uh, patron, so he can say what he wants. I think it like it doesn't like it doesn't even matter if they call it episode ten or not. People are just gonna call it the tenth movie, which yeah really doesn't that... make sense, but because they're like if you're actually numbering all the, the movies were way past ten. So but yeah, I don't know. Uh, but going to the Com- Commander Cody thing, uh, I hope so. Like, that'd be awesome. Uh, we've talked about it before. We yeah. haven't seen Commander Cody anywhere. So uh, I'm going to go 65% because like, I think it might be we see him, but he's not an important role. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I wish I could go 100, but, like, there's no, there's no information to push us in that direction. So Yeah, I'm... Uh... This is a tough one. I go full Brock again. I'm going cheesy on the full Brocks because because uh, honestly, it's 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 I I want it. I want to see it happen. Does it need to happen? Like I don't know. Like sure, he seems to know Cody, but I don't know if his relationship is as deep as we all like to pretend it is. It might have just been a general with his commander, right? Like. It might have been nothing really there. That might have been their first outing together. I don't even know. So I'm gonna go full Brock on it because I have I have no answers to anything mm. anymore. <laughs> That's how I roll. Boom. Uh, all right, news. Let's do it. Holla news. Oh, Holla news. Holla news. Hello news. Hello, hello news. Hello news, the news you need to know right now. Uh, today in hello news, the Star Wars Hotel is officially sold out for four months. Uh, revealed to, t- to during today or this week or whenever you're watching this or last in the past, this is Disney's FYY 2021 earnings call for shareholders. CEO Bob Shapek confirms that Walt Disney World Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser has been virtually fully booked out of, for its first four months of operation. The hotel is set to open in the spring of next year and only has roughly 100 rooms available at this current time. Still, considering you can only stay for two days as part of this curated experience that asks you to balance being in a hotel with trying to be a Star Wars character swept up in the franchise's grand galactic conflict. And that's a lot of bookings already. A lot of expensive bookings, as said, two-night stay costs anywhere between 4800 and 6000 US dollars for guests to get on board. Considering that Disney fully expects people to somehow also just book a regular Disney peak vacation around their stay at Galactic Star Cruiser, any potential trip 
is going to cost a prettier penny than even most Disney Parks excursions, which meant the pricing announcement earlier this year met with some significant derision. To rise as we might, however, there is a reason Disney is in the massive as it is. If it sells, there will be no, there will be people who will absolutely cough up for it. Aaron Rodgers, as you may or may not know, is in a little bit of trouble about being a little untruthful, mistruth, lying about his uh, COVID <laughs> vaccination. Rogers, Rogers was on the Pat McAfee show and saying he took full responsibility and his half-baked apology to anybody who felt misled by his comments on last week about not being vaccinated and then catching COVID. During Tuesday's show, the Packers star wore a Star Wars hoodie from episode nine, The Rise of Skywalker. Mark Hamill, as always, took to Twitter, um, was not pleased with Roger's choice of wardrobe during his last ep that TV appearance. He tweeted, of all the sweatshirts that he could have worn when he had to take full responsibility in that one, Uncle Mark is not happy. And if you are keeping up with the War of the Bounty Hunters series in Marvel Comics, there was mention of Kira, uh, Charles Soule, who wrote this miniseries, saw the return of powerful criminal organization Crimson Dawn, now headed by Han Solo's former lover, Kira. The organization is now more powerful than ever, and they have no love for the Empire. The question remains, what do Kira and her shadowy organization really want? Writer Charles Soule and artist Steve Cummings will begin to answer the questions in more detail starting in December of this year with the launch of the five-issue miniseries Crimson Rain, the second chapter in Soule's planned Crimson Dawn trilogy. Comic book review spoke with Soule about Crimson Rain, his plans for Kira and her allies, and what's coming up next in Marvel's main Star Wars comic. Following the adventures the Rebel Alliance embarked on between the events of the Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Including, included with this interview is Crimson, Dawn Rain, or Crimson Rain's number one cover, created by Leno Francis Yu, along, along with sneak peek of his first six pages. Also includes his exclusive first look at the pages of Star Wars number 19 with artist by Mar Marco Castiello and colors by Rachel Rosenberg. So go on over to Comic Book Review, CBR, and check out this interview. It's great. Uh, and the new pages, because who doesn't want more Kira? And this has been your Hollow News. That has been your Hollow News, Brock. Boom. Boom. Boom, boom, boom. That was totally live. <laughs> no question. Top five. Top five. What's the top five today, Mr. James? Top five moments in the Star Wars and Star Wars during the Disney era. It's okay. Disney Plus Day tomorrow. So let's do that. How about that? My number five, The Force Awakens, because that was uh, such a big moment. Like the movie, hate the movie, whatever. You cannot deny the excitement. Uh, that that movie created for everybody uh, leading up to it. It was just such a, a great time. I'm going to say opening uh, uh, Galactic Edge, uh, the Galaxy's, uh, Galaxy's Edge theme park at Disney World and then later Disneyland. Uh, super awesome stuff. Um, still haven't gone and really want to go. <laughs> yeah, for sure. 
<laughs> Stan Sewell has no idea who uh, Aaron Rodgers is. He's a <laughs> uh, my number four is Forrest Whitaker. They grabbed Forrest Whitaker and they said, "Now you will be a part of everything we do." And I am, and I, I like seeing Sagarera just show up whenever they feel like they're like, "We need someone." Sagarera, it is. I'm down with that. <laughs> Mine's kind of similar. Uh, the return of Boba Fett, like it's just it's wild. Oh, nice. Like we spent the years just being like, "Ah, eh, Boba Fett's whatever," but now it's like they've actually expanded the. <laughs> the character quite a bit in like what three yeah. episodes of Mandalorian. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sweet. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, definitely. They've definitely turned Boba Fett into someone special. My number three is Galaxy's Edge. They turned, they built the theme park with a giant falcon. I've never been there. My sister's been there. It's really cool uh, looking at it and all that stuff. And uh, I, we you know one day maybe we'll get to go. Maybe, maybe. Um, my number three, kind of an outlier. But Star Wars Visions, I think, like, there's time's going to tell on, like, how much people love that or, like, respect what it is. So, yeah, I mean, if it does get nominated, I think that's going to get some like, attention to it. Huge. Uh, I think it's a good move. So, yeah, no, Star Wars Visions. Awesome. My number two is The Mandalorian. The whole <laughs> show... Because it kind of the thing with the Mandalorian though is it's even more than just the Mandalorian is the fact that it's creating this Disney Plus uh, Star Wars universe of of shows and it, and it and it and it and you know it, uh, the volume that it created and all that stuff to go with it is just uh, phen- phenomenal phenomenal. Uh, I'm gonna go with number two, uh, Disney Plus. I know it te- te- technically encapsulates a lot of things, but Mandalorian being like the maiden, uh, the, the starting project or whatever, like is great. But like just in general, what they're like actually attempting to do, like the like the release of like those little shorts, like bio uh, Star Wars biomes and Star Wars starships, yeah, uh, yeah. and then visions, of course, Mandalorian. Stuff we're seeing with Boba Fett, and there's probably a bunch of other things, and like there's a, like the the future looks bright, or it's like, well, I think we're gonna get more creative Star Wars things here than besides in film, or I don't know, like I definitely think what that the 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 playing the playground that is Disney Plus is going to affect everything Star Wars going forward. So, absolutely. Uh, and my number one, the child, Baby Yoda Grogu. That's my yeah. number one yeah. because uh, that, the minute that thing hit the screen at the end of the first episode of Mandalorian, you're like, well, gold mine, gold yeah. mine. Yeah. Then the second episode was like, Scrooge McDuck. Like, you could just see yeah. like Bob Iger and Kathleen Kennedy jumping into it. Like, oh, you get it. <laughs> yeah, my number one's going to be Grogu as well. Like, it's just, it's dumbfounding. How, but like I think like Star Wars is always known how to make a character that doesn't talk or is under like, you can't understand like engaging somehow yeah. like Chewbacca you never hear his you never know what he's saying but everyone else on the show or the movie understands mm-hmm. what he's saying and that's it and like it's like it's the same reason why Groot was so engaging because it's just like I get yeah. it I I understand I'm a human I can feel emotion so it's like yeah. Yeah. Like it it's crazy. Like when you go to a Walmart, which I like to do and peruse the men's uh graphic tees area, 
all the Star Wars stuff, like occasionally there's some like old retro stuff, but it's all it just says Star Wars and then Grogu. It might say Mandalorian, yep. but typically it'll just say Star Wars and Grogu, and it's him with the cup. It's like they're like, yeah, the meme of this picture. Like, yep, yeah, there he is. There he is. It's uh, it's it's crazy. So, kudos. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Baby Yoda is. Phenomenal. Let us know what your top five are in the comments below. I say that Mandalorian is Grogu and not Din. That's who Heidi. Heidi is controversial today. She's saying that the Mandalorian is Grogu and not Din. She might be right um, because the Mandalorian is not even Mandalorian. Neither is Grogu, I guess, unless Yoda species are real Mandalorians. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's wrap let's wrap this uh let's wrap this show up 230 of these of these shows um and we're still talking star wars somehow we, we still do it brock we're here every week and anything else you want to add to today's show oh this was a great experience uh i think this is the first like live show we've done that was like almost seamless like Streamyard, kudos <laughs> You have a great platform. I yeah. think we're going to subscribe to you and give us some, give us. Some yeah, money. I think the guys have. This was great, and uh, it's great having the, the chat with them talking yeah. live with us and having having a good time. So thank you, everyone there, and thank you, Brock. And um, um, I'm going to wrap it up now by saying a few things. Uh, I also like wine and cheese, but uh, it's been a lot of fun. We'll be back next week tomorrow, Disney Plus Day. We got to see what the future holds there. Hopefully, you know a lot of cool Star Wars stuff. Maybe not even new Star Wars stuff, just cool Star Wars stuff in general. That'll be fun. Um, but anyway, he's Brock. I'm James, and he was always scum. Rebel scum. Hi. <laughs> Goodbye. Scumbags, thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.